Michigan State rolls right by Alcorn State, and my goodness gracious, pray for that man that Cohen Carr absolutely blasted. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you guys so much for burning up some of your Sunday here or Monday or whatever day it is. Thanks for spending it with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. Now, this is just a little bonus episode. We're not going to spend a full 30 minutes, you know, blowing out this Elkhorn State victory. That's right. That'll show you Braves to come into Breslin Center and expect you're going to win. No, we're just going to do like, you know, 10, 12 minutes here, but hey. In such a joyous weekend of Michigan State sports, I personally can't stay away from a microphone. So, yeah, we're going to do a few minutes here on this basketball game. If you want more about the football game, that was yesterday's episode. And then, of course, we're going to talk football all up and down this week as well. Let's get into the show here. And, look, there are a lot of simple things in life that we like, right? It could be something as simple as, you know, putting on a brand-new pair of socks, using a brand-new toothbrush for the first time, or maybe even something bigger. You know, like I love golfing with my my father, my brother, and my, my buddies. Or, hey, Sunday dinners with the family. Or a nice long drive with the wife. It's just simple stuff like that. But there is nothing in this life I love more than sitting down and watching Michigan State absolutely blow a team to smithereens. I don't care if it's Alcorn State. I don't care if it's a blue blood like Kansas one day. I don't care if it's Mason High School. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, like enjoying a stress-free Michigan State win where you can just sit back and really just enjoy what's happening in front of you instead of feeling like you're on the verge of a panic attack every single dribble. So thank you, Michigan State, for delivering one of those great, great pleasures in life. And let's get to the show here because, look, if you missed it, your Spartans, 81, the Alcorn State Braves, 49. And if you watch the game, you know the story by now. Alcorn State in the midst of 11 straight non-conference road games. This run they're on is essentially here to fund their entire athletic department. Yes, they have a football team. And yes, hey, sometimes teams play the big boys like CMU played us. We paid them $1.75 million, which we will expect back in full after their sideline hijinks. But Alcorn State isn't necessarily playing the big boys like Michigan State and getting massive checks in football. So just a fascinating, you know, underlying detail in this game. But I'm sure most of you don't care about that as much as I do. So what did Michigan State do if you missed this game? Well, it was a good old-fashioned Michigan State stat line where you had 24 assists on 30 made baskets. Quite frankly, I was wondering if Steven Izzo was going to score in this game by the time the under-12 timeout in the first half even rolled around. It was a blowout from the start. Even though Michigan State went their last six minutes and 30 seconds of the half with no field goals, it obviously still didn't matter because they held Alcorn State to 5 of 34 shooting in the first half. And that has been a theme for Michigan State here. We have been lauding them for their great defense so far, whether it is against you know James Madison, even the game they lost early on. If there was one positive to take away, I was like, oh, man, okay, well, uh, the final score wasn't great, but the defense was really nice. They held James Madison to playing at a really grinding slow pace against Duke. You saw it at 
you know, most times of the game too, really, really uh, grinded Duke to a halt when they were really locked in. And then this is just another example of that as well. Um, Cohen Carr killed a guy. I'm sure you've already seen the replay a hundred times on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever you get your videos. Uh, Tyson Walker was quote sick as a dog this game, which we'll spend two seconds on that. If he is, if he's as sick as a dog, and you have a huge non-conference game this Thursday coming up against Arizona. Why is the guy that's as sick as a dog on the bench chumming it up with teammates? So, excuse me for not maybe believing that 100%. Maybe it's just more of a precautionary thing because no one has taken more lumps this season already than Tyson Walker. Maybe this was just a, hey, yeah, you might have a little bit of a sickness going on, but we're really going to bench you just to not even risk you getting more injured than you already are. I that may have been something else, but yeah, not to be, you know, Mr. Germaphobe over here, but if I hear a guy's as sick as a dog, I don't know if I like him high five and I'm talking to every single teammate in the, in the huddle, regardless. Anyway, we're getting off on tangents here. Um, and then we also had Steven Izzo bleeding out of his eyeball. And look, I know that every single one of us want to make our parents proud. And I'm sure Steven Izzo has already made Tom Izzo proud, but us fans are looking for him to score his first points. I'm sure that nothing made Tom Izzo more proud than to see him bleed out of one of his orifices in his face rather than scoring any points. I mean, this is a tough-nosed coach to see Steven Izzo just play two minutes of this game but leave with some blood on his jersey. I'm sure that fired up Tom Izzo more than any free throw or layup or three-pointer ever would. Now let's get to the man of the hour. And I want to be serious right here. Everyone pay attention, please, because I need to issue a formal apology. If you know Trey Holloman, if you know a family member of his, a friend of his, please deliver this message to him. I don't know if he's even aware of what I said after the Duke game because, look, we're a few games into the season. Trey Holloman's start to the year was, eh, okay, we, we heard that you were maybe the highest improver of the offseason from Tom Izzo, and so far we haven't really gotten too much. And I said, well, what are we getting out of him other than just like a tall tum-tum there and a guy that is like pretty solid at defense most of the time, but – Otherwise, not a shooting threat, a scoring threat at all. And this leads right into the uh, apology here. I'm tremendously sorry, Trey. Could not have been more dead run on that one. Uh, you guys already know the stat line by now. Five of five from three point land. My goodness gracious. He has already this season more than doubled the amount of three pointers he made last year. Last year, he was three of 13 from behind the arc. And he's already at seven made free throws so far this year. And yes, I understand it's Alcorn State. And yes, I know it's a very small sample size of just a few games. And yes, I understand that, hey, once Tyson Walker wakes up from that hospital bed and is ready to you know, play basketball again, Trey Hallman will likely be back to the bench. I understand all of this. This is still maybe something that could be key for this season. I'm not ready to call it over like, oh my God, we, we have the third splash brother here in East Lansing. But man, I, the shot just looks good, doesn't it? Like, there's not a lot of hitches in it. Like, yes, it does take, you know, a beat longer just because he has a long wingspan, but it it looks like a smooth shot, and he isn't even hitting the rim on these three-pointers against Alcorn State. And how many times this year have we seen guys just queue up and wide-open three and then clank it? I Look, I, I know it's Alcorn State, but, hey, hitting five for five of threes, that can't just be ignored here. Like, that is going to be, hopefully – a key for Michigan State moving forward here because there are plenty, plenty of lineups that Michigan State rolls out where you're wondering, where's the scoring coming from? Where are the jump shots coming from? And again, 
not calling it over. We're not calling it mission accomplished, but things are trending in the right direction here for Trey Holloman. Really quick, just to put a bow on this game, Jaden Akins, he also really took advantage of Tyson Walker. Being on the sidelines, uh, he was aggressive early on, 13 points, five rebounds. He started the season one of 10 from three-point land. We all know that it was kind of a rocky start to the year for him, but he has five of his last 12 from behind the arc, so he's becoming more of himself as the games go on. Jeremy Fears, he got a healthy amount of minutes here, just like we expected before this game. Nine points, five assists, and what I like the most, he took five shots. This is something we need to see from Jeremy Fears. We already see that he could push the pace. We already see that he kind of belongs on defense, but when it comes to offense, where's the shot coming from? Is he a threat whatsoever? Okay, this was a good confidence-boosting game, just like it was also for Cohen Carr. Uh, that was the total Cohen Carr package that we expect to see. He had an alley-oop. He had a dunk that might have number 20 on Alcorn State debate retiring from basketball forever. He had a block. That was just the Cohen Carr experience right there. Now, as far as negatives for this game goes, I only have one. Michigan State rolled Alcorn State by 100 points. The guys look good. No one got injured in this game aside from Steven Izzo likely going the rest of the season with an eye patch now, but the only negative this game is, man, I, I really wish Jackson Kohler was healthy because Alcorn State, we talked about this a little bit before the game. They, they don't really have anyone over six foot seven. I think they only have one guy on the roster that's taller than six foot seven. This would have been a nice confidence boosting game on the offensive end for anyone in the front court, namely Jackson Kohler. I mean, so it's, it's a bummer that he is out this extended amount of time because, hey, he's just going to get right back to it right in the middle of Big Ten play. You don't have those non-conference cushion games to work on a few things. Build up some confidence. See what the real game action is like with your new package of moves should you have picked any up over the offseason. So, yeah, it was all 99% happiness, but at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, man. Number one, I wish that Nick Sanders or Steven Izzo scored, and number two, I wish Jackson Kohler was here to work on his game. And last but not least, this has nothing to do with the game, but I do just want to point this out. Let's just all imagine for the rest of our Sunday night or the rest of our week or what have you. Interesting, coincidental, or none of the above that Matt Ishbia was at this game. And no, I don't think he came just to catch the Spartans versus Braves matchup firsthand for himself. Toughest ticket in town to get. No, I think it's a little interesting that he is here when Michigan State is at the one-yard line of making the football coaching hire. Now it's been long said that he doesn't care who comes in. He's pretty hands-off for the most part as far as billionaire donors go. He is pretty hands-off. Let's not kid ourselves here. Well, he may not be a vocal voice and being like, you must do this or I'm pulling all my funding. I'm sure he's going to want to say here, or if Michigan State is at the one-yard line here, I'm sure he wants to know how things are going this late in the stretch as they are approaching the second round of interviews here. Does this mean that, hey, maybe Urban Meyer really is a thing? It could. Do I think it happens? You guys have heard me say this a hundred times. At this point, no, I don't, but it's not a 0%. I don't think it'll ever be a 0% until that head coach does his introductory press conference here at Michigan State. But yeah, just interesting that, huh, Matt Ishbia, you own a mortgage company. You own the Suns. You're trying to do everything else in life. Why'd you make it back up to the stomping grounds of East Lansing? I, I don't think it was to split a janitor's bucket of beer with your buddies at Crunchy's. I think that some business is going on here. And uh, so we'll see what, what that amounts to here. Is it that, hey, you know what? We're going to put the cherry on top of this Mike Elko deal coming up. Is it, hey, I want to talk to the athletic department and see if or how we can make Urban Meyer possible. 
I'm doing speculating. No inside info right here. I just see a billionaire donor who loves Michigan State Athletics almost more than he loves life sitting there courtside. And at this point in time in the Michigan State calendar, I, I just I just arch an eyebrow. You know, just sit back in my chair and be like, huh. Interesting timing for an appearance there. So, yeah, that's what I got there, guys. All right, we will be back this week with more. And, guys, if you have been asking for hockey stuff, I because what better time to talk about it than now? They just beat number one Wisconsin twice at home. We are going to get to it on Wednesday's episode with Jeremy Dewar of Spartans Illustrated. We're going to talk with the Chief of Propaganda tomorrow as well, talk mostly about football, what we're thankful for, tis the season. And Derek, actually, sorry, I'm just reading the comments right now. Derek just brought up, how did we get out-rebounded? You know what? I said I was 99% positive. Put me down at 98% positive. I was not even aware that we were out-rebounded. That was the last thing I was worried about in that game. Huh. You know what? That's good, though. That gives Tom Izzo something to yell about to his team when he gets back in the lab this week ahead of the Arizona game, and that's going to be a tough game, guys. I know which way about it. According to BartTorvik.com, Arizona is number nine. They are top five in offense. They are top 40 in defense. They just have a very, very good experience lineup, a great front court. We're going to get more in-depth into an Arizona breakdown later this week, but yeah, next thing you know it, Thanksgiving. And I know many of our friends and family that we're going to be gathered with are going to be focused on the Lions game. And I will too. Who am I kidding? Roaring down the field, a Lion team that will not yield or whatever, however the song goes. I'm going to root for the Lions. But my, my passion and my hmm, social awkwardness at Thanksgiving will be centered around this Michigan State game on Thursday. Because you win this Arizona game, you write all the wrongs that you've had made against Duke and James Madison, in my opinion. That's how good Arizona is. All right, gang, again, we will be back. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time here with us at Locked on Spartans, your team at Green White five days a week. Love you all. Go Green.